the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Thanks for being patient. Some big announcements out yesterday. Not just the interest rate issue that the Federal Reserve's dealing with. When will they, or won't they, or when will they raise interest rates? Or just leave them where they are. Starbucks sheds light on its delivery plans yesterday. Starbucks is going to deliver coffee to your home and office. Details will follow, of course, but they're also splitting their stock. Very interesting. Joining me now... Chris Siachia, the Street.com's tech editor. How are you, Chris? Good, Rob. How are you doing today? Good. When you first heard that Starbucks delivering story, were you like, do we need, what was your reaction? Uh, I'll be completely honest. I don't drink coffee, so I was like, eh. But I mean, if, if you drink coffee and you're, you know, you're a big Starbucks fan, I can see the appeal to it. You know, I had one of my reporters who was covering the news freak out about it. I think she almost decided to go out and get more Starbucks than she usually drinks. It's a, it's a great thing, and it's not just going to be delivering coffee. You know, I eventually think that you know they'll eventually start to maybe open up the platform and maybe become a, a delivery service for other smaller companies, and you know maybe generate some additional revenue that way. So it's a you know Howard Schultz and his team, you know, are definitely forward-thinking people, and you know it's a big announcement. Um, you know, right now it's still in early trials. It's only going to be I think in in Seattle and New York. Um, but, you know, it's, I suspect that, you know, like almost every other thing that Starbucks does, it'll probably be a success. I suspect as well. Now, instead of looking forward like Howard Schultz, let's go back back to when you and I were probably teenagers or, or, or youths and Mario and Nintendo. What's the big announcement? What's the big story these days going on there? Nintendo coming to smart devices was probably the biggest thing in tech probably since um you know it's that it's it's i even hesitate to compare it to something because it was so un um expected because nintendo been so public about not wanting to come to mobile so this is a really big thing i mean for years you know when i was when we were kids and even you know as teenagers everybody loved playing mario luigi donkey kong and for you know, with the invention of the smartphone, you know Nintendo kind of lost a little bit of relevance until the Wii was a monster hit. But since the Wii's dominance, you know, which kind of peaked around 2009, 2010, Nintendo's lost a little bit of luster over the past half a year or past half a decade, five years or so. And Nintendo really hasn't been relevant in the eyes of gaming um, consumers, especially on mobile 
because people are increasingly turning to these freemium games, these casual games, where they can just pick up their iPhone or their iPad and, you know, play for a little bit, whereas they couldn't do that with Nintendo games, and now they're going to be able to. So this opens up a humongous opportunity for both Nintendo and its gaming partner, DNA, to get, you know, these characters in the hands of, you know, nearly 2 billion people versus what Nintendo has right now. And what's interesting about it is Nintendo is a publicly traded stock, and the day that they announced that they're going to be having Donkey Kong on an iPhone, the stock went up 20, 25%. It was, it was pretty sexy, all things considered, and you're like, Donkey Kong sexy? But yet yeah. it is, because it's like me and you. We, you know, If you have children, like, I want my children to play what I played and see how bad video games once were. Uh, very retro, very cool. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the stock jumped again yesterday. Investors are loving this. Because it opens up this enormous world, this enormous generation of people who never looked at Nintendo as anything more than something my parents or my older cousins played when they were kids. And now it's, hey, you know, maybe I'll get a chance to play Mario or Luigi or, you know, Donkey Kong, like you said, you know, on my iPhone or my iPad. This is it's a great thing for Nintendo. They haven't announced exactly what games and what characters they're going to build but you can be sure that Nintendo does software better than most gaming companies, and they're going to take their time with this, and they're going to do it right, and I suspect that they'll be able to make quite a bit of money on this. Let's just say they sell a game for 4 bucks or 5 bucks, which is crazy. Maybe they sell all the games in a package for $10. Apple's going to make 30% of that through their Apple Store and Google as well, so it seems to be a win-win and it's almost reminiscent of, of Disney. You know, Disney pulls out an old Cinderella cartoon or, you know, limited time release, see an old Disney film only in theaters for one month or only on DVD for one month. It's intellectual property, and it shows you how, how important that is for not only Nintendo but other companies as well. Absolutely. I mean, that library has not been monetized effectively. And I spoke to some big investors about this yesterday, and as part of what Japan is trying to do, um, you know, trying to reform its economy, they're really placing an emphasis on return on equity. And what that means is they're trying to get a higher return on, you know, some of the assets and, you know, the cash that it has, the cash that these companies on that have on their books try to keep, you know, the, the return on the cash a little bit lower so that they're getting the best benefit for shareholders. And one way to do that is to monetize you know, old intellectual property, and there's, as far as I'm concerned in the gaming consumer, uh, gaming community, there's no better intellectual property than what Nintendo has. They've been doing it successfully for almost 35 years now. You know, they've been they've consistently reinvented themselves. They've consistently stayed relevant. And with this announcement, you know, even though they're going to split some of the money with Apple and Google, like you said, it's still a great opportunity for Nintendo. Now, I'm speaking with Chris Siaccia, tech editor at thestreet.com. Any other stories or anything else out there kind of making its way up your trend? I think the big thing to watch out for, for today and tomorrow outside of, you know, if you can get away for a second from watching the NCAA tournament, is what's going on with Tesla. They have this big battery announcement later today. Elon Musk has promised to end range anxiety I'm not sure quite exactly what he's going to do. A lot of people that I've spoke to have speculated that it's going to be a battery swap, but I don't necessarily agree with that, considering he said it's going to be something that's software-related. I think maybe you know Tesla come out, comes out and says, 
you know, the battery actually has more capabilities than we've let on. Um, and through this software uh, update, you know, you can run the battery even down further, thus ending range anxiety. And maybe it has something to do with the supercharger network as well. So, you know, obviously Tesla's known for its cars, but I think the bigger issue here is what they do with battery and energy storage. And I think this is just, you know, a continuation of Elon Musk's complete transformation of the energy grid in this country. Elon Musk is kind of an interesting guy because he's both loved and he's also kind of mocked a little bit. Uh, he's not selling a lot of cars, and yet he's got a car valuation issue that in the end he is a production company. And he's also saying that he wants to sell cheap cars down the road. So he's a, a real tough one for Wall Street to digest on. If you're going to sell luxury, you're going to sell luxury. But if you're going to try to get the, the cheaper cars for the people, then that's going to kill your margins. And it's a lot of questions marks on him. And uh, like you said, he's going to come up with a software update today to end range anxiety. And if if he suddenly like doubles the range of the car goes, the stock goes crazy, right? Absolutely. I mean, the stock moves on every word that comes out of his mouth, whether it's good or bad. So. If it's something that Wall Street's not expecting where it's, you know, like it's a massive um, update to the range, you know, the top range for the Model S right now is about 270 miles to a charge. So if we see something like 400 or 500, then I can I can only imagine what the stock is going to do. And it's, I would expect that to be exceptionally positive. Oh, and if it's not, if it's disappointing, he can still say, you know, I got magic coming down the road. He's He's an interesting guy. Chris, anything else that you're seeing on your desk that's interesting to talk about? Uh, I think probably outside of Tesla, probably the biggest thing go upcoming is probably, you know, the release of the Apple Watch. You know, there's obviously a lot of, you know, hype surrounding last week's event and Apple delivered. It's still, it's still a question on the high end as to whether how many people are going to buy the high-end watch and whether it's going to be an heirloom or whether it's going to be obsolete in a couple of years. But I'm I'm really interested to go to an Apple store, spend 15, 20 minutes trying it on, seeing what it can do, what it can't do, how it feels on my wrist, and and you know ultimately I think that probably I you know like you know millions of other people this year probably will wind up buying an Apple Watch, ultimately making it a success. But I think it's going to be a harder sell for Apple, and you know some of these other companies that are involved in smartwatches compared to selling smartphones or tablets because I feel like, you know, a smartphone was basically just a, uh, a miniaturized computer. We were already used to having phones. So all they're doing is adding capabilities to a phone and making it that much easier. Whereas now we've kind of become accustomed to not wearing watches anymore. We just use our phones to tell times. So it's going to be a harder sell for consumers to realize why they need to own an uh, Apple Watch or other smartwatch. But I think ultimately they, they're probably very successful at, as Apple is with everything, or almost everything. What did you think about the Wall Street Journal report that Apple's getting ready to release a product that offers CBS, ABC, Fox, ESPN, and other content programming, 25 channels of basic cable minus NBC? We've got about 30 seconds. Any thoughts on that? I think Apple is on the right track. Everyone is trying to do their own OTT service. I think if there's any company that succeed, it's Apple because not only it's an enormous user base, but it has so much cash 
and it has the Apple cache. So if Apple can do it, more power to them. Thanks very much. It's Chris Siaccia, tech editor of thestreet.com. Always insightful, always fun to talk with as far as tech issues go. Who's not a tech nerd at heart, right? I am. Find them at thestreet.com. I'm Rob Black. Just clap your hands. Where's that? Three star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to, he understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.